0: right you can go ahead and be seated welcome to our sunday school hour this morning we're going to go ahead and dismiss our sunday school classes so if you have a sunday school class for second third graders the fourth fifth and sixth graders also can go to your class and then uh, all the seventh through the twelfth graders all the seventh through the twelfth graders you can go to your class Alright, well good morning everyone, nice to see you out here this morning, and if you would take your Bible and turn to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1, we didn't finish the lesson that we began last week, and so this morning I'd like to to finish that up, and I think I should be able to do that, but uh, 1 Timothy chapter number 1 is where we're going to be, and last week we... We're teaching on the topic of discipleship. And I mentioned, uh, of course, Paul is writing this letter here to to Timothy. And um, one of the things that he says here in the introduction to this letter, he refers to Timothy in verse number two. He says in 1 Timothy chapter one, verse number two, he he writes unto Timothy, my own son in the faith. And in this this greeting, I believe what Paul is expressing here is really just how much Timothy meant to him, and, you know, this is where um, he, he refers to him as his own son in the faith, and last week we pointed out that really in the life of Paul, um, he had a huge influence, and really had a soft spot in his heart for this young man timothy and referred to him uh, throughout this letter in at least three other places he refers to him as his son and uh, we know paul paul had no children uh, but certainly he had um he wasn't the biological father of timothy uh we know that, that not that was not the case the bible actually tells us that but we know that paul played a huge role in timothy's life in his christian life he not only led him to christ but it was timothy Uh, under the preaching of paul uh, god worked on timothy's heart and paul surrendered to uh, really full-time service under the ministry of paul and you know when we uh, we know that paul just had a huge um, huge influence in his life and fact their relationship I think is summarized great in the book of Philippians chapter 2. I'll read this verse to you verse number 22 says, "But ye know the proof of him Paul is writing to the church there in Philippi you know the proof or uh, uh, of Timothy that as a son with the Father he hath served with me in the gospel and so certainly um, Paul, in a sense was like a, a father figure to Timothy. And uh, they work together, they serve together, and you can tell as you begin the letter here in 1 Timothy, as he's writing to him, just the the joy and the delight that Paul has as he writes this. And, you know, last week, I wanted us to consider, and really the question, uh, like Paul had a mentoring or a discipleship relationship with, he discipled young Timothy, I wanted to ask the question to all of us: Is do we have a young Timothy in our life? Is there someone in in your life that you have an influence in? Are uh, in, you're able to disciple, to mentor, and certainly many of us, are parents and our children, we have uh, God has placed us in that position. We have a very natural Uh, mentoring relationship, or at least we should be a part of our kids' lives. But even spiritually speaking, there can be people in the church that we can have an influence in and we can uh, disciple. And so uh, we wanted to, uh, I wanted just to continue with this lesson here this morning about the delight of discipleship. Because in the life of Paul, and and we're going to cover this at the very end, we can say with certainty, this was a joy in his life, and you know certainly we can have this joy in our Christian life. As godly parents, we can uh, have an influence, and certainly to see our kids grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and see them go on and serve the Lord, that brings joy to the Christian parent. And uh, but. You know, if you don't have children of your own, you can have that influence in other people's lives. And we need that. It's an investment worth making. It is a sacrifice with eternal dividends, and it is a delight. The result of it is a delight. And so uh, last week we began this, but the the first thing is what does it take to... uh, To disciple someone or to mentor someone and uh, we focused a lot on the parent child relationship last week and and we can continue that but understand we can speak in an earthly sense or a spiritual sense and the first thing that mentoring takes is it requires an interest it requires an interest you know uh, in the day and age that we live in today and you can see it certainly over the last couple years. People really are interested about one thing, and it's themselves and their own lives. You can see it. In fact, um for the last uh, f- I think four and a half months, we've we've had to move out of our house, so out of our neighborhood. We have great neighbors, and we've been um, in an apartment. Our house had uh, uh, some issues and some water issues, and so having to be remodeled, um, which is a blessing. It's almost done. In fact, uh, uh, one week away, we moved back in. So we're excited about that. But um, we've, we moved um, into an apartment complex, not far from here, and, and it's worked out great. But one thing I will notice, and, and to this day, we have not talked with or seen, really. We've seen maybe a couple times the, our neighbor that lives underneath us. They don't come out of their apartment they don't uh and and when you pass through or pass by your neighbors our new neighbors they don't make eye contact they have no interest in a relationship with me i'll look at them and i'm like hey and not that i need to uh really you know we don't need to become best friends but just a, a good morning or a hello or something like that but the point the reason why i bring that up is you can go to the grocery store and you get the same thing right people don't have a a really any interest in other people it almost has to be um forced and so that's the day and age that we live in and i bring that up to say this mentoring i don't think comes natural to to all of us It, it requires taking an interest like you you have to make the decision that you know what I am going to have I'm going to make contact with this person or you can't make an impact without having a contact said that last week and so you know certainly uh we see this Paul had enough trouble of his own going on in his life and we looked at a scripture there in Acts chapter 14 and uh you know that was when Paul had been dragged out of the 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 city and been stoned and uh what did Paul do he cared enough for the people of that city he went right back into the city and so it was around that time that Paul had an impact in the life of Timothy and you know if anyone had a reason to really just be focused on themselves and the ministry Paul had enough on his plate and you know so I'm not downplaying you and I we have a lot going on in our lives but so did the Apostle Paul, yet he took time to lead Timothy to Christ. He then took even more time to disciple him and to mentor him. And you know, soul winning, mentoring, discipling, they all take one thing, and that's time. And it takes an interest and the same applies to our children. The Bible uses the word, as it relates to children, it uses the word train. Training takes a lot of time, especially for the parent. And it, it, it is hard work. But it uh, you can't mentor or train without um, taking an interest. And so that is the first thing. And we covered that last week. And so I want to... Uh, I said mentoring takes two things. The first is that it takes an interest. And we looked at some, uh, some scriptures last week around that. And certainly Paul, as it related to his relationship there with Timothy, this mentoring discipleship relationship, he took interest in this young man. But the second thing that mentoring requires is it requires a plan. It requires a plan. You know, it's not simply spending time it must be time well spent and so you know this isn't um, you know time is one of those things it's maybe the the most precious commodity that we all have right we only have you and I today we have 24 hours you have 24 hours I have 24 hours I don't have 25, or I don't have more than you. We all have the same amount of time every day, and time is a precious commodity. And I want us to think about what Paul brought into Timothy's life after he took him along in that journey. We know that Timothy joined Paul in his missionary journeys, and I want us to consider some of the things that Paul... um, brought into timothy's life and see when it came to paul he had a plan he had a plan on how to disciple timothy and there's seven things that i want to give you this morning as it relates to uh, mentoring and uh, a plan and these are things that you can take as a parent and apply them to your children because that is a that that is your job as a parent right that Uh, It's not a choice. (laughs) You have to take an interest in your kids. God says, train up a child. And he's speaking that to the parent. He's not speaking that to me for your kids. Um, No, it's it's first to the parents. And so we can certainly take these seven things and say, all right, I'm going to apply these to my kids. But you can also apply them spiritually to others uh, brothers and sisters in christ maybe young christians here in the church and that you have opportunity to um to work with and that's what paul did with timothy and the first thing the first thing and these are all things that we should teach our kids and those that we mentor in christ is the first thing i want to bring up is that paul taught him to serve others He taught him to serve others. Over in the book of Acts, chapter 19. Acts, chapter number 19 and verse number 22. The Bible says this. So he, that's Paul, sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him. Timotheus and Erastus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a season. And so... What Paul was doing here with Timothy and also a young man, Erastus, is he was sending them uh, into Macedonia. But notice that they had been serving and helping Paul. And he said, all right, now I'm going to send them to go serve others that need help. You know, again, speaking of the day and age that we live in, it's a very youth focused society that we're in. Right. A lot of parents (laughs) today, they serve their kids and their kids interests. Uh, We're in the middle. uh, Our family is in the middle of sports and you can see it. uh, You can see these parents that are 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 devoted to their kids uh, and their sports. And, you know, I'm I'm helping out uh, with both of my boys in baseball. Now, I remember when I was their age playing baseball Uh, that, you know, when it came to uh, shagging balls, uh, picking up balls that are maybe hit or, you know, a coach would never do that, would never do that, right? Players go pick up the balls. You know, today, and I don't know when this changed, sometime between when I played and and today, now what you see are um, the players... The kids uh, standing there and the parents or the volunteer coaches picking up the balls. Now, I'm not going to say, and you see it across, I, I, you see just the parents, and you know, I, 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 I only point that out. It's such a minor thing. But um, we're talking about teaching our young kids that they need to serve others. Paul taught timothy to serve others you know churches today many of the worldly churches what are they focused on today this morning well you know they're more focused on the entertainment of the people coming to the service there people will show up for an hour and there better be a, a latte and, you know, brewing in their hand. And they're, they're sitting there. They're certainly not going to serve. And, the, you know, the, the church is focused on um, serving the the congregation <laughs> and giving, entertaining them. Whereas, really, when we come together, we're, we're to serve one another. And so you see it um, here. Timothy was there as a minister to Paul. And it was okay. Timothy was training, or uh, Paul was training Timothy. He was a servant, and it wasn't beneath him. But we also see, and this goes right along with number two, is he taught him to do what the Lord wants. To be at the Lord's disposal. You know, part of mentoring is to help them understand that we all are the Lord's servants. Over in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 2. Again here, the Bible says, And he sent Timotheus, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. You know, here's the, here's the attitude that we're to have. And this is the attitude that we are to pass along to our kids and to uh, those that we disciple. It's this. Whatever the Lord wants, that's what we need to do. And that's what Paul did. He was a fellow laborer in the gospel, and and he taught Timothy that, that he was to serve, to be at the Lord's disposal. And he taught him to work with others. You know, serving the Lord isn't uh, a solo um endeavor it really is a team uh you go throughout the new testament as it relates to the church it's it's not the job of the pastor <laughs> right in the church yes he got as, as a special role for the pastor but really it's everyone in the church that is to serve and uh and god uses the leadership of the pastor but it you know when it comes to soul winning when it comes to serving in in classes and cleaning and ministry other ministries and there's a lot of ministries in the church it's not the job of one man or even a small group it's the job of everyone and one of the things that if you want to serve the lord you need to be able to work with other people right and uh, it's not just you and so look at here in acts chapter 20 and verse number four it says and there were accompanied him into asia so peter of berea and of the Thessalonians, um, uh, Archicus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and Timotheus, and of Asia, Tychicus and Tromphus. So eight men were traveling with the Apostle Paul. Okay, the, so we, now Paul was, you know, and, and you read the life of Paul, he always had companions with him. Now, Paul is the, uh, is the one we most, uh, you know, point to and was the leader. And there, des- there needs to be a leader, right? And so in the, the church, you know, Jesus Christ is the head, but there is the pastor of the church. And, you know, you get into some churches and there's multiple pastors, but in scriptural churches, there are always a senior pastor because there needs to be leadership. There needs to be leadership. And so with Paul, Paul was the leader, but he had other men serving right alongside with him. And you know what? You are never going to be successful in your Christian life if you can't work with other brothers and sisters. And so as I read this verse here in the book of Acts, Timothy was taught to work with other men in the ministry. And, you know, no doubt, these men probably all had different um, talents that God had blessed them. And so uh, they were a team. And when it comes to missions, you read in the Bible, the pattern is a team. Uh, that's why it, there was, it was Paul and Barnabas, and they were a, a missionary team. And, you know, and, um, you, you just see this pattern. And so as we think about mentoring and the plan that is required, We need to teach our kids to work with others. And uh, we need to teach um, those in the church that we've got to work with one another. We see that. It's not do it our way alone or um, anything like that. The ministry is a team effort. But number four, not only do we see Paul teaching young Timothy to serve others, to do what the Lord wants, He taught him to work with others, but he also taught him what it was to work hard. We need hard workers. Romans chapter 16 and verse 21. He says this, and I guarantee you Paul would not say this of someone who was lazy. He said, Timotheus, my fellow uh, work fellow. My work fellow. And you know he didn't say timothy my travel companion or and he, even though he was his travel travel companion but he said work fellow you know the ministry is serving god is work it, it is hard work at times and you know it, it, uh, a lot of times in, and we don't in this church we don't do a lot of mission trips but I have a feeling in, uh, in the church I grew up in, there were mi- youth mission trips. And a lot of, a lot of the teens um, had the attitude that that was just a vacation. <laughs> and actually, and I thought this was a good practice, there were requirements leading up to the mission trip to qualify to go on it. You say, well, what do you mean, qualify You know if you're helping out a missionary on the the foreign field you know wouldn't you just take any help you can get well yeah but what they were doing was they were really screening and and teaching the young people in the church that all right this isn't just a vacation to a foreign country right when you show up we're there to work we're there to uh to work hard and and be a blessing and you know paul was like that timothy just didn't tag along to see you know uh the world here with paul no paul had him working hard and in fact he called him his work fellow and so the ministry the christian life it is hard work and that needs to be taught at a young age an early age in the christian life and it needs to be taught to our kids but then even more important than that, I believe is this next point is faithfulness. You see, God will not use anyone who isn't faithful. You want to be you want to do something for God? He saved you. You ought to want to serve him. If God has saved you, why would you not want to serve the God that saved you? And you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 in verse 17, We see Paul talking about the faithfulness here of Timothy. He says, For this cause I have sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, or of my ways which be in Christ, as I teach everyone or everywhere in every church. God's not going to use anyone who's not faithful. And at this point in Timothy's life, we read here that Paul is able to now send Timothy to do a work. And the reason why Paul could send Timothy here to the church in Corinth is because of one thing. Timothy was faithful. He, You know, he, Paul saw that in him, and he had been taught to be faithful, and he knew that sending him he was going to do uh, the work, get busy. He wouldn't have sent Timothy if young Timothy was a goof off. If he was just going to goof off, not take it serious. No, Paul had trained him to be faithful in all things. And you know what? If we train, we need to train our kids to be faithful, because that's when God will use. He God will use those that are faithful, and. And so he taught him faithfulness. But then also, number six, we see that he taught him to know what the Bible says. In Second Corinthians chapter number one and verse 19. Now this talks about the preaching of Timothy. And it's describing the preaching of Timothy. And it says, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us... Even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. So he's he's speaking of and describing the preaching of not only himself, but another man, Silvanus and Timotheus. Their preaching was not yea and nay, but yea. And notice that's how he describes the preaching it wasn't well you know on on one hand uh god says this but you know on another the bible means this no it was thus saith the lord that's how timothy was taught to preach it was it wasn't his opinion it was this is what the bible says and he had conviction and that's what he preached and you know how important this, is, this point is for parents. For us to teach our kids to know what the Bible says. So that they're not flip-flopping as when they grow up. And say, well, you know, I, I was taught this in Sunday school or at home. But, you know, I, I, maybe I'm going to do it this way. No, they need to know what the Bible has to say. They need to know what God says about sin. And the impacts, the harmful impacts it has on the life of a person. They need to know what the Bible says about the things that are under attack in our society. About, um, you know, just all the, the, the movements that are happening uh, as it relates to um, sexuality and and life when it begins. You know, they don't need to, their, their minds are... No doubt, if they watch TV or in in public school, their minds are getting filled with a bunch of nays, you know. But they need to know, "Thus saith the Lord." The, the Bible is very clear in this matter. They don't need to um, be confused uh, in in all of these areas. And so that's our job as parents to teach our kids. But you know, as we have young Christians and people get saved and and baptized and and added to our church, they also need to be taught what the Bible says. You know, the Bible's clear in the matter of giving. The tithe, it's not a yay or nay type of area. And there shouldn't be confusion in that area. And so, the Word of God needs to be preached. Uh, Timothy, when he preached... He just preached the word of God. And that's what we see here. And obviously, for Timothy to preach this way, he had to be trained. And he was trained by the Apostle Paul. Paul taught him God's word. But then last of all, and this is perhaps the most important point out of the seven. Yes, we ought to teach uh Our kids, when we're mentoring, the plan is they need to be servants. They need to do and follow what the Lord has for their life. They need to work with others. They got to work hard. They need to be faithful. They got to know the Bible. But most importantly, what we see Paul teaching Timothy and what Paul really gave Timothy was his heart. And You know, children need to have the heart of their parents. Look with me, and I know the verse is rather small on the screen, but in Philippians chapter number 2 and verse 19. If you can't read it on the screen, you could turn there. The book of Philippians chapter number 2 and verse number 19. The Bible says this, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you that I also may may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Notice the word there in verse number 20 where he says like-minded. Like-minded. Paul said, I have no man no man like-minded like Timothy. And Paul's mind was to care for others. That was his mind. He was preaching the gospel. He cared for their souls. He cared for other people. And when you disciple someone, you not only need to teach them all of the mechanical things in the, in the Christian life. You know, there's a lot of mechanical things. Studying your, reading your Bible, Right studying your bible those are those hopefully our habits things like praying uh praying every day those are hopefully habits but they also um can very easily become mechanical um in, in certainly our prayer life can be that way it's very easy but you know someone when they're a brand new christian they don't know how to pray right how do you pray you say how does, how do you start it how do you end it um, those things need, need to be taught um, who you address your prayers to you're praying through Jesus Christ so you understand when it comes to so much in the Christian life there are I would just call them more mechanical things that just have to be taught and once they're learned they're learned but Paul did more of that he says, "For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state." You see, Paul didn't just teach Timothy the Bible and Timothy, this is how you study God's word and this is how you pr- preach. He had, did all of that, but he gave him his heart. His and this is something that goes beyond all these other things. Um. What's really needed is for you to share your heart with your kids, and you know this. Uh, the Bible in Proverbs twenty-three, verse twenty-six, as Solomon is writing to his sons here, he says, "My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways." You know the heart, your heart, needs to be passed on to your kids. Your burden you know to serve the lord your love for the lord has to be passed on and that's you can't just that's not a mechanical thing and they had a very special relationship paul and timothy where timothy knew what paul was really thinking what he felt and paul said i have no man like-minded like me they're like the same person and I want as you think about the special relationship the two had, there was great trust that they had. And basically Paul, because of that, because Timothy had his heart, Paul had the heart of Timothy. Paul could, could really direct Timothy and tell him what to do. Look with me in, uh, first, in your Bible in First Timothy, chapter one, look at verse 18. You're going to see a theme here. He says in verse 18, I, or this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went on before thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare. So Paul says, I charge thee. Look in chapter 5 now, flip a couple pages, two or three pages. Chapter 5, verse 21. Paul again. Tells Timothy, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. Chapter number 6 and verse 13. Paul, once again, I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus who before Pont- Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. This was the trust that these two had. Paul could tell Timothy what to do, but you know what? As is the case today, you know, a lot of times parents, just in general, will tell their kids to do something, kids just, what? I'm not going to listen to the parent. But the relationship here was so special that Timothy listened and he obeyed. So we see that when it comes to discipleship or mentoring, it requires two things. It requires taking an interest and it requires a plan. And here was the plan we just covered this morning that Paul had for Timothy. But then lastly, what does it make? So you do this in, as a parent in the life of your kids. Or you say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest my life in the life of another, um, another person in the church that, that needs a mentor. Well, what does it make? And there's two things, two things. Number one, it makes a replacement. First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 10 tells us this. Now, if Timotheus come, see that he may not be with you without fear, for he worketh the work of the Lord as I do also. You know, simply put, Paul replicated another preacher in young Timothy. Paul wasn't going to be around forever and we know that he wasn't. But yet he replicated himself. He created a replacement and that replacement was Timothy. Timothy went on and continued preaching, continued winning people for the Lord after Paul died. And this is needed. This is needed. In the, uh, in the uh, As Christians, we ought to replicate ourselves and other people. As parents, we need to mentor disciple invest our lives in our kids and replicate ourselves but then the second thing uh, that discipleship does and you know again this is not easy but it's hard work but it produces happiness happiness And, and over in psalm and we'll conclude with this verse psalm 127 verse number three now this is related to children Um, You know our earthly children But you know we can The same thing applies spiritually But This verse is speaking Directly about raising children It says in Psalm 127 verse number 3 Lo children are an heritage Of the Lord and the fruit of the womb Is his reward as arrows Are in the hand of a mighty man So are children of the youth Happy is the man That hath his quiver full of them they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. You know, raising children who will take over for the parents and stand against the enemy. You know, as parents, that ought to be our prayer, is that we can replicate ourselves in our children and see our kids grow up, serve the Lord, take, uh, see them serve in the Lord's churches, and really create that next generation that next generation of leaders and what a delight it is to disciple whether it's our children or a child of god it brought paul great delight no doubt to see what timothy was doing and so as we wrap up here the question what impact are you making for the next generation what impact are you doing are you seeking to reach out beyond yourself and to win somebody then disciple them you know maybe today you just begin to pray that god would lead someone your way that you can have an impact lead someone to you that you can win to christ and then uh, begin to disciple Um, as it was with paul Do you share this delight? This was a huge delight. And we see it just in the introduction to this letter, his reference to Timothy. It was a huge joy. It brought him happiness. And so um, the delight of discipleship, a lot of work, but at the end, it brings joy. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and we can conclude at this time. I'll just conclude in a word of prayer, then we'll be dismissed. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time this morning. and We thank you for your word. Pray that you would use it for your will and for your glory and honor. I pray that you'd be with the service to Father.